0: In this episode, we're going to talk about a world of color, if you will. (laughs) We're going to talk about all the colors in Disney, how the the psychology of color and um, how it affects our experience at the parks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. We want to talk about all the different various uses of colors. There's a couple of really famous ones that a lot of people know of, but I think there's a lot of subtle things that happen in the parks that you don't really recognize that are happening, but color psychology-wise really do impact your experience.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so many. They um, highly focused on color when they were building the parks to begin with, and then that just carried on throughout everything Disney did in design. And you have to think that it really does tie back to how they used color in film. That's how it started, right, and how all the parks are um are made uh by or at least the original Disneyland was made by people who were filmmakers. And so their use their um use of color and the way that they um focused on using color in the parks is highly influenced by what the way that they did it in films.
1: Yeah. Now there's a lot to go into uh and then there's a lot of examples that happen throughout the parks. How do we want to differentiate this? Because uh we could either go by colors, we could go by geographic locations. What are you thinking?
0: Um, gosh, I think it's like, it is it is very different um, than our usual, like, move through the attraction. So we have to yeah. <laughs> sort this out for ourselves. Um, I feel like we should definitely start with, like, the um, main ones that we know about, the kind of everybody, the secret, Disney secret colors. And then we can maybe talk about um the maybe go back a little bit to some of the development of main street and how colors are in play there because that's where um john hench used a lot of colors he was known as the color theory specialist if you will among the original imagineers um and then we can work on our way through a couple other places where colors really used in the parks um just some examples and some fun facts does that work for you
1: uh to quote the country bears lovely lovely let's do it
0: (laughs) i think it would be maybe wise to start with um just the idea of color theory because i'm not sure everybody has thought about it that much um and i found this really (laughs) great chart online that isn't disney park specific but it's disney character specific and Mm -hmm. it's like a whole color wheel of characters and like what, oh, that's so cool! How Disney chose those specific colors to um, have specific emotions attached to them, because subconsciously we do attach certain colors with certain things. So I know that's really hard to read, but for example, like Woody is in like the yellow character, joy, happiness, um, energy. Like he's he's kind of a happy character. You have the villains. Um, a lot of the villains are in that like purple and black. You think of Ursula is in there, Doctor Facilier. Um, Yeah. uh, Let's see. Captain Gantu's kind of in there, too, because he's a kind of a bad guy in the original movie. But Aladdin's also there, too, um, because Aladdin's in the purple one because there's ambition and royalty, like things he's aspiring to um, power, all that. So um, I just think it's interesting to think of, you know, all the colors we see. Disney uses them in very specific ways to um, basically subconsciously teach us what we should be seeing. So, um, anyway, that be, well, exact, well, I mean,
1: see? so, yeah. So if you think about this just in general, right, there are certain types of, uh, colors that evict certain emotions or characteristics, right? So like, let's just do something really simple, really simple. Ready? Color reveal. <laughs> wow. Things changed right now. We're, to- <laughs> Oh dude, it's your logo.
0: I love it's it. Logo.
1: Yeah, that's great. So, um, Man this really uh got a lot more exciting and vibrant, and I'm a little bit angry and almost a little bit hungry. Red is one of those things, and if you think about it in bullfighting right so the color red we're just gonna use red red evicts uh a lot of like strong emotions, excitable passionate uh that's why love is also considered with a red heart uh and then you know in bullfighting they would use uh red colored um Capes to get the bull to actually have a, an emotive response because it was one of the few colors that they really, really would invoke like an emotional response and a physical response for the bulls. The same thing can be said about all the color choices. It's not like, oh, that looks pretty. Although it does, there is that really strong emotional connection. Uh, so, but then there's also colors that don't have strong emotional connections. And in fact, the two most popular ones, which I'm just going off of our your outline, because I think this is good, is uh, there are two not so secret colors that a lot of folks do know. Um, And the probably the most popular one, if you know, throw it in here, I'll give you a couple of seconds while I just banter here. Uh, There are two different shades that have their own names. Now, Kate and I, when we were walking around, we noticed there are other colors that probably should get their own shade <laughs> names, but there is a green. Go Away Green is correct. So, let me pull up Go Away Green to just show you, um, you know what, I love, this actually yeah, this has, one. there you go, perfect. So, that that's the Club door 33. to what, Club 33?
0: hmm in Disneyland.
1: Yep, and then this is actually the backside of... Ratatouille, are show building. So when you're on the Skyliner, you'll notice this is probably one of the most blatant uses of go away green new in the parks. Uh, and the concept is that it blends in with the kind of just like natural forestry, you know, green background. Like it's just, it's almost, it's called go away green because they don't want you focusing on it or paying attention. It's very neutral. It's very muted oh you guys already have jumped onto the second one which is good too so kate has a picture okay, this over one's Still
0: green it's green it's still green i promise yeah. this one's soren yeah. this is the back of soren yep <laughs> i didn't jump yet i promise
1: yeah and so here's here's another example this is of just one of the water valves that they have in the parks and then uh here i'll give you another another go away green on a fence one. with some construction walls mm-hmm But some folks have already jumped ahead to another one. And that is going to be our blending blue. But I like this because this is an example of blending blue and go away green in the same building. Does anybody know what building that Kate and I are both holding up? What ride uses this building? It's actually really hard to tell. Uh, the only way you really can see the go-away green is mainly from the, the parking lot. So if you're coming in from the monorail, you'll be able to see it. But uh, Skyliner, you will not. And um, from the buses you really won't be. That is Guardians. Yes, that is Cosmic Rewind's ride building, which utilizes both of those colors. And um, the, the blending blue on Guardians is so crazy and good. I'm looking for. Hang on, let me see if I can find a picture from Across the World Showcase because it's so. Can I I say a little story about Blending Blue? Yeah, yeah, please, while I search for it.
0: Blending Blue, they originally um, mixed that paint for Blending Blue in Disneyland, which is in California, and their studios there so um but when they painted it in florida they realized that the color of the sky in disneyland is not the same as the bright florida blue sun because you have to think of like it's near la you've got smog it's definitely like it's more of a gray blue than like a pure blue like florida so they actually remixed it so that it would be a brighter blue for florida so the the blending blue that we have is um more of a the the florida blue than anything else
1: yeah you guys have a very dirty blue uh where it, it <laughs> no, i think I'm this just kind kidding.
0: of like this like kind of points it out pretty well yeah 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 what
1: what i love is how well it blends in with the skyline the further away you are it really, really matches nicely. There's there's a really awesome one that I might be able to find. I don't think a lot of people see this. The Sorin building from Canada is really obvious. It's really oh, super yeah. close. So I wonder if I can get a um, picture from Because it's kind of a weird location to look at it from the waterfall. But, oh, you know what? This actually will work. This will do. So, we're going to look past Canada, and there you go. There's the Soren building. So, this is Le Cellier, our uh, filet mignon, and our delicious beer cheddar soup. Same exact show-building style as Disneyland you have over there. But, yeah, look at that blending blue.
0: It's crazy how
1: well it blends in.
0: Yeah, they probably should have done blue for California Adventure because it's... It's pretty obvious, this giant green building. It's but not it's that obvious
1: cuz of... it it honestly it makes me want to go away. So honestly, I don't I don't go anywhere near that color.
0: <laughs> go away. Oh gosh. But it's um, no, it's
1: it's I mean it's a subtle thing and we're going to do another episode where we talk about sight lines. Uh but that color, if that wasn't there, that show building would really stand out. I mean it it could be just steel, which is fine could just be a giant steel structure which it is uh but it's a little subtle touch that really does help you know there's some really good ones in in studios too studios has one for rock and roller coasters show building which is huge and you don't really think about it if you go under where the original mgm or hollywood studios uh now like that it's not an arch because it's i mean it is an arch but it's like square it's not rounded Mm -hmm. off uh, over where like Disney Junior Dance Party is, you'll be able to see the Rock and Roller Coaster Show Building, and it's all blending blue. And that one, that one's really good too.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that this one, mm-hmm. this particular photo, is when they were painting it away from the uh, the beige. What did we call the beige? Uh, that, I I think
1: we said um, oh man, be gone beige was one of them. But there was <laughs> another, there was beige. another one though. We had we had besides be gone. There was an, I think there was a better name.
0: <laughs> there was i don't remember what it is though it'll come to us yeah um for for those who are asking this is just kind of like a bonus live because i'm going away on a trip for two weeks and i want to make sure that we still give you some destroy episodes in the podcast and on youtube so we're just kind of doing a bonus recording so not a usual thing on sunday nights but here we are it's (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so that's why we're doing something completely non sequitur and doing uh color theory today so yeah
0: Color, and then we'll follow up with uh, more sight lines and perspectives and things so just some two bonus I should, episodes I
1: should really just make a shirt that is blending or uh, go away green and it just says go away on it I, I don't know if anybody would get it though do you know what I mean like I don't yeah. think anybody
0: like it's a deep cut
1: <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a super deep cut the um, they do have that one shirt but it's very it's they bring it much more to light is my favorite color is hubgrass. Which I think yeah. it, it was a cute Thanks. shirt, um, but I think we can transition maybe into Main Street. Do we want to transition a little bit?
0: Yeah. Um, so let me make sure I got on my ducks in a row. Well, before we do that, there's a couple other colors that Disney does use. Um, there's, there's one that I don't think is official. I just see it a lot of places, and people will say it's CM uh, Grey. And then I'm like, I don't know if they're just like making up things for gray at this point, (laughs) but I'm like, I've heard that around. So it's it's a phrase that I've heard around. Um, And another one, which I was going to show you a picture of it. I don't have it pulled up, but there's um, different shades of white. So the buildings themselves can have different shades of white depending on where they're at in the building so like american adventure building will have a different shade of white close to the the roof because of the it'll be more of a blue white whereas the one that's um, near the bricks will be a little bit more of a one that's tinted with reds in it just so that they're more complementary to whatever they're next to so even though you see a building and it looks like it has all white trim it might have different shades of white trim and that is done intentionally just to make it a bit um, blend in a little bit better with the colors that are there. So hmm.
1: yeah, it's interesting about the noceum gray. Uh, there is a couple of people that have mentioned that color and it's it's actually, you know, not that far off from the green. It's it's almost like a greenish gray. Just a little bit. Yeah. Also here in Florida we have uh, bugs that are called noceum's. Not a fan <laughs> of them because they get through your Lanai screen unless you have really, really tiny and they bite. There's things they stink. <laughs> No mm-hmm. CMs, yeah. Oh, there, there's little buggies. Yep. Yeah. The uh, Maybe that's why oh, the there country. there was that other one that we saw in the back lot tour that we called. This is really really red. Oh,
0: really really <laughs> I red. I think it was.
1: I think it was like on, on like fire department things, like like the most obvious.
0: Really really red.
1: Out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, that sure. is really really red. Exactly. <laughs> really
0: really red. Yes. I forgot about that. Uh, the other last thing about just colors. Oh, I got a couple. One is um, chameleon paint. So some of the paint that you'll see kind of like shimmers and it looks like multiple colors. I think the best hmm. example of that would be the turrets on the um, Florida, well, Disney World. Magic Kingdom Castle, I think, because people debate, is it blue? Is it purple? What color are these turrets? What's going on here? And I think it's because it's partially this, like, chameleon paint, which, it's an it's an aquamarine, I think is what it officially is, but it actually does kind of shimmer and it can look different depending on the lighting and what's going on around it, So, or the sky, or every, anything, really, the way they light it. So, it's chameleon paint.
1: Well, which- Well, it also, I mean, it it makes sense, though, particularly for the 50th because of the iridescence as well. But, like, even prior to that, it had gotten a little bit of a color updo plusing with that really, really dark purple, which I wasn't going to get into this yet, but I kind of want to talk about some geeky fun facts of history. <laughs> That uh, involve why. Isn't that what why... We do all the time? <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. I get it. So but like mostly it's it. like theme park stuff. But like then there's rooted. I, like I love when you went in and talked about Egyptomania and how we would do mummy unwrapping and like a bunch of crazy English people. Uh, can I talk about why they would use that deep, deep, dark, purplish blue for royalty yeah. and particularly the it. castle? Okay. Yeah. So, we're gonna talk about ancient Greece for (laughs) a second. It's ridiculous and amazing. You're gonna love it. (laughs) Just give me a second. (laughs) We're gonna talk (laughs) about ancient Greece and particularly a color that was called Tyrian purple, and it was also known as Phoenician red, Phoenician purple, royal purple, imperial purple, um, or just imperial dye. And why is this important? Well, in Tire Lebanon, there were several predatory types of sea snails, uh, <laughs> that were known as murex. And they would use tens of thousands of these snails and substantial amounts of labor to extract, uh, their venom and their secretions, which they had only a few drops in them to bring out colors. Now I want to show you what one of these snails. So yes, we're talking about snails right now uh i would i'll show you the snails and then i'll show you uh some of the colors so oh, you could see why people would go oh man that is really really pretty and they would they would break these shells open and it would take up to 250,000 of these individual snails to make 2 tablespoons of dye so you can imagine them harvesting quite a bit of snails to actually make some of these colors in the dye here you go here are some more different snails and the colors that they would create so over here this is a purple dye murex so this is actually more of like a bleached one so it's been um it's been dead for quite some time and some of the color has been removed this one is a trunculus murex which is more of like where this this would be like more of like a burgundy almost like a deep uh cabernet kind of color where this is more like a haunted mansion purple from these snails over here and then you have the rock shell snail which gives you more of this reddish color really really red red it's really it's really really red uh oh man i had i had a i had a picture of some like greeks where did that go i had a picture of like greeks in their robes and it used that um that, that I love it that color oh, where did it go it might be in this one <laughs> I like I like this coagulated blood is so hot right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> so gross. Gross.
1: I love it but look at look at all these Phoenician so look at all these Phoenician cities that they would literally trade you know these these Phoenicians do have a little bit of help not only for trade of snails but also of language so you know all these gorgeous purple-colored outfits. If you can recognize these as beautiful royal, thank the Phoenicians. Phoenicians. They invented it. I was waiting
0: for it. I'm like, thank the Phoenicians.
1: <laughs> you knew it was coming.
0: I know it's coming. So yeah,
1: snails. Royal royalty came from snails, and it was mainly just because it was expensive. Yeah. Super 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 expensive. Um, so only the royal would have snail-dyed clothes. Which
0: is why we see but that with. A it's little also
1: little. where we get the term royal. Royal, royal. royal blue and right. purple and that's yeah, a, a lot for, of purple, those um yeah.
0: disney characters the queen like you think the evil queen she wears uh purple as well to you know symbolize power and royalty and whatnot mm-hmm. as well so you'd see that on almost uh a lot of things that are royal um are purple yeah but thanks for that yeah. journey back to snail land
1: <laughs> it's uh, you know what i took I an ancient <laughs> An ancient Greece and an ancient uh, Egypt class in college, and I remember the snail thing forever. So it's like anytime I get to bring up snail trivia, you know.
0: Katie asks, "Who is the first person to use the snail for a purple color?"
1: What do you mean, like which which character? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question.
0: Like in Disney, in Disney characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that I think that's a yeah, right? Disney.
0: Oh, it was Sleeping Beauty, and that was the Evil Queen.
1: I love this color theory wheel. I'm staring at it right now.
0: In 1943. Oh, let me pull this up. 43 for Snow White, Katie. Now we're all wondering. Oh like, no!
1: <laughs> why is it only showing me half? I have the color theory wheel life. that you have. Oh, oh, hang okay. on, hang on. Here we go.
0: Okay, so Katie's asking in real life who was the first one to use nails for dye.
1: Well, they were talking about the Phoenicians and hang on. What was the Tyrian purple is the name of the color and I'll give you the date. Uh, so production of Tyrian purple used as fabric dye began as early as 1200 BCE. If you don't know what BCE is, uh, that's removing religion from... Uh, dates, and that's before the Common Era, uh, or just BC if you're old school, because BC (laughs) is old school. So 1200 by the Phoenicians, and it contributed uh, to Greek and Roman life all the way up until 1453 with the fall of Constantinople. And the pigment was expensive and complex to produce, and the items colored with it became associated with power and wealth. And looking at this color wheel, the closest to in purple is Dr. Facilier. Ding, 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 ding. And then Governor <laughs> Radcliffe and then Anna Maleficent. <laughs> Randall is more of the uh gray, which, yeah. you know, kind of makes sense. He's like, although he should it's be more mess. of the chameleon color. And then Aladdin's kind of funny because he's not exactly royalty, but he certainly gets he there at the end. Be. Right, right, yeah. right, and then um, and then the evil queen, and then Emperor Zerg. Which, yeah, <laughs> I I like that. I think that's that's fun. I mean, there there are other royal. Because if you actually look at, like, Frollo is super super evil, but if you look at the top of his hat, in purple. purple.
0: Yeah, it's there.
1: You'll be like, man, there's a lot of snail purple on that dude. And I'll be like, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. (laughs) I know all about it.
0: (laughs) Well, that was interesting. That was a very interesting segue through your uh, rabbit trail you took us on. Thank you for that. I like that. And before we move, move totally on from colors, I know we were talking about really, really red. And we'll get a little bit more into the history of this area and all of it. What it means in our perspectives, our our sightlines conversation coming up next. But in the entrance to Disneyland, and also in in Florida, in the Magic Kingdom, in um, you see a lot of red in the ground. So you'll see red bricks, um, you'll see uh, red concrete, and so this is a really uh, interesting reason why they chose this, it was partially they asked Kodak to help them figure out not only what color would look best in photos, but also what color absorbs the sun versus um, having it bounce back and reflect towards you because you think in Florida, it's so dang hot and California for that matter is really hot. So the places where they want you to keep moving, they make gray or a darker color because it'll feel hotter and you'll want to keep moving. And the places where they want you to maybe linger, they make them red. Well, look, so. look,
1: I mean, that's clearly shown here, right? Because you have the red and then all the sections on Main Street. They want you to go and experience. Get in them shops. Why don't you go on an attraction, you know? And I can tell you, the you know what's actually really funny? My kids were watching a show and they were building... Um, they were building solar ovens out of pizza boxes and they used construction paper that was colored black because black absorbs more rays of light than any other color. So like white would be more reflective. So it would not absorb as much. So it wouldn't get as hot. So that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that in terms. I always knew red for a couple of other reasons as well as making things look more vibrant. Mm-hmm. The greenery, especially, um, it makes the hubgrass prettier. It makes other colors pop even more. Uh, so it is for that for that photo effect that Kodak agreed with. Uh, and then the other part of it is, and we, I feel like we've talked about this before, or but it's always good to rehash. When you're entering into, can you pull your picture up again, where you had uh, you were showing bricks and people were walking just before the archway? Yeah, perfect. So uh, the reason why it's dark right there is to mimic walking into a theater. uh, And it's almost like they're rolling out the red carpet for you as well. And when it's dark, you are seeing the upcoming attractions on those movie posters, which are actually just rides or shows on the sides. And then once the curtain is lifted, we've left underneath that archway. There's the red carpet rolled out for you. And you get to see the beautiful, wonderful um, castle in Main Street. So Perfect.
0: Um, We're going to repeat all that for our perspective one because I was going to say all that later. So (laughs) you you beat me to it. But absolutely, though, the red carpet is one of the the ideas that it's red as well. And also, they wanted to pick a color that was not going to reflect back into your eyes because they're like, okay, well, if white is like the easiest color, right? Why don't they just make it like a light, light color? And well, the glare from the sun. Uh, I, I can't see. The they, use,
1: they, they put nothing but aluminum foil on the ground. It was a bad <laughs> choice for the theme park.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. There are, ta- there
1: are times where I'm walking around the World Showcase, particularly um, actually when I'm leaving the World Showcase and I'm headed towards the Imagination Pavilion. Imagination pavilions on the left, so there's the water up, the reverse waterfall, and on the right-hand side is the Reflecting Pond. My goodness, is it, like, blinding to have all that reflecting light coming right back at you. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it is so bright, and it is so hot in that I'm like, yeah, please make a Moana attraction that's made out of water so I can just dive into it right after this.
0: It is so, so hot. hot. All of Epcot's really hot. Um, mm-hmm. Well, in talking about uh, Epcot, I'm glad you mentioned the, the Imagination Pavilion because um, – Speaking of colors, if we want to talk about Figment. Now Figment was originally not going to be um, the color do you have that a he is, of a picture you of a picture of a
1: picture I of a to pull of up. of green I figment.
0: I of one, and it's not. I think it's on my phone, which I can't get
1: to. a green one, know I want to click them, one. I do a think this is a little bit of a little i of a little bit of a this just it's looks it's, like some dude. Wait, what color was his horns? Were they purple, or were they um, orange?
0: I'd have to look it up. I don't. I don't know. I'd have to look. But I know that. Um, I'm trying to find where I wrote down the exact okay. thing. Okay. So, so
1: here's this. Just looks like somebody yeah, that's drew not it. it, right? Yeah, that's not but it there, really. but there are these pins that make me feel that this is the OG figment.
0: Okay. Look up um, Discovery Bay. Okay. Hang on. And. Discovery Bay, Dragon, and where's the name of the dude? I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget, and then I forgot. Uh,
1: Nothing's on here.
0: Hmm. Okay, Discovery Bay, Professor Marvel. Professor Marvel's uh, Gallery of Wonders, that's what it is. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Discovery Bay was a... uh, a land that was designed largely by Tony Baxter that was going to be built in Disneyland. It was gonna be um, a place that had a whole it was themed after Here we go. like steampunk Got steampunk it. like Victorian era inventors. And so this was um, there was going to be an attraction that was kind of like Carousel of Progress, so a show that like rotated that was gonna be Professor Marvel's Gallery of Wonders. And in it there was a little green dragon. This one. That one. That gotcha. one right there. This is the concept art for it. Thank you. Um. so the reason so hello Kate
1: how are you doing I'm just <laughs> trying to discover things yeah just me and my red bow tie <laughs> he said by the way I don't know if anybody recognizes what voice I'm actually doing I am doing the little tiny caterpillar from Labyrinth I don't know <laughs> why I gave him that voice. that voice <laughs> yeah does anybody know that voice that I'm talking about that's yeah. like Oh yeah, that's I loved that movie so much as a kid. I it's still not age appropriate for our girls with four and six, but like I feel like in two years I can show them Labyrinth. But no, no, down here.
0: <laughs> so that would be um, the Professor Marvel over there. Now, of course, this didn't get used. This land never got built. They did. They went a different direction in Disneyland. But this concept was used for Dreamfinder and Figment. But, however, Kodak was the sponsor of the Imagination Pavilion. So when this was created, they said, well, you can't make the dragon green because Fujifilm was like their major competitor and their colors are green. So instead, they changed figment to purple and they gave him a little yellow sweater like Kodak colors.
1: Yeah, the yellow and red. That's mm-hmm. the only reason why he has his yellow and red sweater is to have Kodak colors. That is yep. not a joke. Yep. Yep. Imagination, advertisement nation. Your money speaks lots and give it to us. We'll put a sweater <laughs> right on that dragon. It's truth.
0: That's right. So so now we can. We kind of went to Main Street and then I took us away from Main Street. Now we can go back. So um, there are some really great quotes from John Hench. John Hench was. Oh, hang on, hang on, as- hang on,
1: hang on, hang on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay. Don't don't leave yet. Don't leave okay.
0: yet. Okay. Okay.
1: He's not colored in, but look how cute he is. Aww. That's the that would you could tell he would have been green. That's a green yeah. dragon.
0: Yeah, for sure. Look I mean, I like, like all I like cuddled. His, I like his purpleness too. Yeah, like people are saying that they like how he's purple now. Yeah, I think we. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, know yeah. him. You know, we know him. As yeah, purple. yeah.
1: It's that you don't you don't have nostalgia with you know green green pants <laughs> over here. Nobody nobody knows him. <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> green bits it's true but if he had been green we probably would have loved him as a green dragon. of course and he's...
1: and we do get a green figment like you guys oh, yeah. think we don't get a green figment oh we do he's right there oh yeah there we he get is a green
0: figment oh yeah yeah so he's he's around little nod to the original green Kate, is original that's true
1: do you want to do your impression of figment
0: I don't have an impression of him.
1: like of his eyes. Did do- <laughs> you do his eyes?
0: <laughs> do it, it hurts my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. He was created for the ride. Figment was created for the the ride that I mentioned that was going to be in Discovery Bay and then he was reimagined as Figment. Mm-hmm. So um can we go on May Street now? Are we good? You you good? more
1: figment um yeah yeah because i want to go back to the castle though i just i'm going to put a pin in it but i would like to go to the castle
0: okay Uh, i think there's gonna be a place for that because i think at the end we're just kind of bounce around to a couple places for color so
1: well i figure Um, if we're walking down main street we're gonna eventually run into it so
0: you always would so John Hench uh, was the like known as the, like, the master of color theory in the parks. So when it, Disneyland was first being made, and this is a quote from him. He says, We humans have an intimate relationship with color. Color is one of those mysterious elements that awaken our basic survival instinct. Certain colors are reassuring, while others imply action. All of them deliver messages. And then about Main Street, he says... To complement the action on Main Street, we introduced a more saturated color throughout. It was an appropriate and stimulating response to the attitude and feeling of the guests. So in Disneyland, um, the colors that were originally on Main Street were were actually not these like pastel colors that we know now. They were more of like tans and yellows, um, kind of a, a more muted color palette, a little bit more realistic Um, this is another one that really highlights, there's Kodak, Kodak's all hanging out in there. Um, but you can tell it's not the kind of the more pastel-y colors that we know of. This is one that shows the butcher shop, which I love, which is really fun. Back when they had, um, sponsors for each of their shops back on Disneyland in the main street. And this one's being built, which I think is just really cool. This is in March of 1955.
1: It always freaks me out when there's, like, dirt, but yet all the thematics. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, you know that's, like, one of the last things that they do is that they go in and they pave the whole place.
0: Yeah.
1: uh, Because there's construction vehicles going around. Like, if you paved it, it would just – you'd mess up the road instantly. But it's, like, one of those things you don't think about. But, like, you just look at it and you're like, oh, man. I I don't know. It takes such imagination and creativity to start something from nothing. And when you see literally just dirt – Followed up by the places that you know and love and have experiences with, it's really just you go, man. These these people really had a lot of imagination, a lot of creativity, a lot of ingenuity, and I feel it goes slightly underappreciated at times.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I feel like it's it <laughs> we take it for granted. Absolutely that this this is all just here. It's always Kodak been here. still like,
1: has it, photo shots. Yeah,
0: it really wasn't. Um... It wasn't there at all. It was just a giant heap of, like, an orange grove or a swamp, you know? And they're just like, but this is what it's going to be. And they followed through and they made it happen.
1: Dude, Florida is a giant swamp. I live here <laughs> and there are times where you're outside and just you listen to bugs or you just, you know, it's the sense in the air. And, you're, and Disney is not a representation of Florida because – the amount of effort they put in to control pests is unreal and super effective. Where everywhere else, it's like, holy cow, there's a lot of bugs. Like, at night. If you're out at night and it's a little bit cooler, you're just getting mobbed by bugs. It's crazy. It's it's straight up a swamp. We're like, we're, why are we here?
0: <laughs> yeah, really selling me on wanting to go to Florida there. <laughs> To stay here <laughs> dude you would never make it in
1: florida from the heat the heat would I kill you
0: it would i would just you have would. To live indoors all no. the time
1: the, here i've already told you this this is your move you're going to have a place here and you're going to have a place in california or wherever and you're going to have access to be able to go from one to the other based on the weather and the climate you just jant you don't snowbird it down here just you do it. yeah that's yeah. it that's yeah
0: it. i'm all about that Um, someone mentioned that they were still drying the pavement at rope drop on day one. Like, yeah, they, in Disneyland, yes, they were still, it was not all the way set up. So women's heels were sinking into the, the, um, asphalt as they were walking down Main Street. So it it really was one of the very last things they did. But I want to mention about the colors on Main Street specifically. So they repainted the colors of Disneyland's Main Street in 1994, and they had to remove 30 to 40 layers of paint, including lead paint, because it was so old. So they had people in like hazmat suits removing all the paint on all of the buildings in 1994. And then what they did was they decided to change the colors so they were more like the Florida version. So they, um, they definitely introduced a lot more pastels and bright colors. And um, they also chose colors on the outside that represent, represented what was inside the store. So this one was supposed to be like a man's tie because oh. it, was, it sold men's clothes, or at least clothes mm. in general. And then the one, I love this one. This is Candy Palace and it has pastel colors like candy.
1: And even strange. the striping is kinda of like candy cane ish.
0: Yeah. Or just yeah. So they ish. They just made the outside of the buildings look a whole lot more like what is inside. So that your your brain's like, Oh, now I want candy, I'm gonna go in there and get it or my husband needs a new tie, I'm gonna go in and get it. So we're peak, people were not looking That's right what right usually
1: now. happens <laughs> to me when I'm at uh, Main Street. I go, you know what? I really could use another tie. Was it that building? <laughs> what was that? Uh, exactly
0: what happens. Can
1: I Can I do Casey's Corner?
0: Yes, please. That was next on my list, so oh, go for it.
1: wonderful. Lovely. So, uh, you know me. I like to eat. Hacks, snacks, and fun facts. So, uh, Casey's Corner is one of those great elements of just straight up using red, just like McDonald's. It's like I always think about Casey's Corner. It's hot dogs, it's ketchup, but red invokes uh, excitement and flavor. Where blue is more dulling, it's it actually uh, gives you more of like a satiating, like it curbs appetite, which is kind of interesting because. You do see blue in a lot of the all you care to enjoy restaurants versus the quick service restaurants where it's like buy 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 buy. It's also color apparent because look on our little um, our light fixture, Coca Cola being a major sponsor, and Coca Cola utilizes that red and white color scheme as well, and that's also a purposeful decision from Casey's Corner. So.
0: Yes, yeah, trying to pull up refreshment corner in Disneyland because it's got the same. Show
1: the bulb, color. show the bulb, show the bulb.
0: I know. I'm. Just like, I don't have the bulb. No, you're good. Candy. I'll pull
1: it. I'll pull it up. <laughs> pull up the bulb.
0: Oh, I'm trying to find like, it's just giving me Casey's corner.
1: Refreshment. Stop what's me your Casey's. What's your thing called? Refreshment. Refreshment
0: what? corner. Refreshment corner. corner.
1: Refreshment corner. Mm. Refreshment. It's a place to get. Here we go. Well, I have this the outside Droop.
0: yeah so it's entirely themed like that as well i'm trying to just get a bigger photo for you so you can see it it's like they're all tiny um well this is not the greatest resolution but you can see the inside is very similar to casey's in a lot of ways you have got those same kind of um we have the same photo that's great um yeah but it has that uh all coca-cola themed and it as far as I know, it's been that way for a very, very long time. So, a red and white theme, and the bulb. Gosh, I didn't look up the bulb. So, those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there is a um, bulb. Can you look it up while I'm talking about it? Yeah, so, like, I will. I, I will. At the same time. So, hang
1: on, hang on. <laughs> I'll I'll show I'll show uh, some lights first, and then I'll look it up as well.
0: Thanks for that rose. Um, so. There is um, some light bulbs that repeat in a pattern in the corner of refreshment corner. If you look up um, in the doorway and there's a whole bunch of light bulbs that run around it. And if there's one like that, that is both red and white. And that was because well, Disney wanted the pattern to repeat properly, even though that was not the correct. I think it was odd number, odd number of bulbs. So yeah, the fixtures didn't
1: line up Yep. They call yeah, it a but it didn't... bichromal color fluid bulb. Ooh, Ooh.
0: <laughs> fancy. Well, they—if you—if you look at it closely, it kind of looks like somebody like painted it. But it's—it's um, it, it's it... interesting because it disappeared for a couple weeks, and like the entire like community like freaked out. We're like, what happened? Is this like the the end is near?
1: What and did, what did they the do? Did like they put, white, white, was what was white, it, a white,
0: white bulb in it, I think? Was it white or red? I think red? it was just white.
1: Yeah, I feel like
0: they I would just remember. go I don't remember, I wasn't there to see it. I just like, I knew, I think it was white. But in any case, everybody was like, oh my gosh, they they taking away the bulb? Like the bulb that we all look at? Which is just kind of funny, have, but.
1: Uh, <laughs> there's this. Uh,
0: they, re- uh, they brought it back. There's okay. all these
1: pictures and it's like how one light bulb. Created social media fire. Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
0: The end is nigh, yes. <laughs> well, it's like, but hey, it's like, you know. There's just so many things that have come and gone recently, I think, with everything that's happened in the world. And Disney, we're just like, oh my gosh, it's one more thing that we're losing. And then everybody was really upset. And then they brought it back. They probably just didn't have it made yet or whatever when it burned out. And they just, they're just they like, well, we don't want to it. have no bulbs. So we'll stick something in there. I thought nobody would notice.
1: So... I want to share another example because we're on food. We're going to jump parks and we're going to stay in Disney World and we're going to go to Hollywood Studios, which I think has the greatest use of red and yellow to evoke an emotional response for, man, I'm getting hungry, and that's Woody's Lunchbox. Woody's Lunchbox is just screaming red and yellow from the outside. Super, super vibrant, getting you ready. And then, of course, those baby bells, Up there, share that same kind of color scheme with the red Mm. and yellow on there. And then to make things even more enticing, they throw them on giant red trays, which I mean, really. And if you think about it, like the grilled cheese is like yellow. So to me, I don't know. Maybe that's why Woody's Lunchbox always tastes so good. Although that, I I forget if it's like brisket or whatever, but whatever that melt is, that sandwich melt, oh, that is good. And the tatchas are very good too. I housed them just the other day. They're fantastic.
0: It's very ketchup and mustard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's. Yeah, I. I haven't eaten at Woody's lunchbox yet. I've what? always wanted to, but then what? every time I go, I just Who like am there's, I talking nowhere to, to there's nowhere to sit and it's hot oh, and I'm like chairs, I'm done. <laughs>
1: like, chairs, heat. You're talking. Practice, we're talking about the game here, dude. Woody's is very good. You're sleeping on a delicious, delicious. I we got to go early. I know, I've
0: heard we got to go
1: early. You just melt. I know how I, I just get don't
0: it. eat that much when it, it's hot. I have to go, I'll, I'll have to eat there when it's cool outside, like January, February trip. I'll have to do it. Um, okay. someone asked what the color yellow beans for food do you know offhand? I'm guessing it's.
1: Um. So hang on. Ready? I'm just gonna read some color theory stuff. Hang on. I had this I color it's wheel crime up. I that I haven't I just... been
0: at Woody's lunchbox. I'm sorry. I know. It's guys history. I'm all about the history.
1: It's an it's absolute not a lot of history crime. Either. oh well. It's I'll true.
0: Go. I'll go. I promise. I'll go next time. I'll take Elliot. He'll hate it because he wants somewhere cool to eat. But it'll be, <laughs> it'll be fine.
1: It's not a great place. Um, yeah. So it's the biggest – here are some of the adjectives for yellow. Oh, gosh. Joyful joyful is number one. Then excited, sensuous, energetic, cheerful, creative, hopeful, optimistic, playful, amused, stimulating, fascinating, daring. Uh, Where red, um, you get some positive and negatives, but it's uh, critical and – hangry and hostile and frustrated hangry. yeah well i i, I said hangry because it was, angry, <laughs> in was here. Like angry yeah so but yeah it's it's to evoke like a like a really big because like if things were very blue blue is very calming and peaceful and relaxed and if you actually think about so you want to talk color theory for a second uh, hang on give me one second
0: Disney expert hasn't been somewhere. Thanks, Jin. Yeah, I... I, So just call me the
1: John Hench of walrus carp. When I was selecting our brand colors, and we we have a color scheme that actually has uh, five specific colors, but uh, two of the most dominant ones are this pink color, and then this almost like tealish blue-green. The concept was that it would be surprising, yet confident, yet discerning and faithful and appreciated. But then the pink would be lively and energetic and excited and, um, and playful. So I feel like that's well represented within our brands. So yeah, I mean, we I yeah. specifically chose colors, not like, oh, they look nice. Although yeah. they do look nice. Also, <laughs> coincidentally, the color scheme is a lot of what's used on the Tiki Room and Aloha Isle are these colors. So I love that place. So why not?
0: <laughs> Kirk is red and yellow now. <laughs> it also
1: bothers me so much looking at our old stickers, but I say this all the time. If you are so happy with a product or a service or something that you launched, you probably launched it too late. So this is our old school sticker with Walrus Carb Clothing Co. And this is the new sticker. And yeah, totally. looking at the old one, I can't even, I can't like, I can't even look at this one. But we only have a handful of these left, and then it'll go to the new hotness.
0: When I have, you know, I did the same thing with mine. So this color theory is really important mm-hmm. to me as a designer. And um, so I, I purposely didn't pick something that was red. This is more of a, a pink color, but it does have some um, more, like, creativity and energy and things in it and then mm-hmm. um the blue a lot I used a lot of blues and purples, so it's kind of on the corner of like blue is uh, trust um and confidence it's like um so you know what you're doing in the parks so you know what you're seeing and also that you know what I'm communicating is like I've well researched it so that you're not not just telling you random things so that that was really important to me that trust be a big part of my branding and then also there's you know some elements of royalty in there just because of the Disney <coughs> um, princess thing what <laughs>
1: Tairian purple, maybe, by <laughs> chance, you purple. snail crusher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks. Oh, they, they like my sticker. Yeah, if you guys ever see me in the parks, I'll give you one of these. So um, if, I'm, if I'm around, if I'm not alive, you alive, know, feel free to, to say hi, and I'll give you a sticker. But um, yeah, they're really fun. But, yeah, color theory is so important. And if you look at any brands, just now you won't be able to see brands the same because you'll be looking at them like, I know what you're trying to communicate to me with that. Well,
1: you know, (laughs) one one of the most tragic things, because we had talked about this earlier with Figment, Figment being a little tiny green guy and then ended up turning into the purple and gold, well, yellow and red Kodak sweater wearing Dragon We Know and Love. One of the most tragic things ever is because of Fujifilm yet again in the Japan Pavilion, we were supposed to get a Mount Fuji roller coaster. Never happened because of Kodak's sponsorship. Thanks, Kodak. Appreciate yeah. you.
0: Yeah, literally just made a TikTok on that today because I was like, "Did you really?" This is so sad. I did. I didn't know what? you didn't see it. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's I didn't. So That's funny. funny.
1: That is funny. Yeah, I made what it right before did. I did
0: this. So in case you want to hear more about that story, dude. After this. And
1: if you haven't seen it. The uh, small world is blowing up, <laughs> is blowing up. I almost want it. So I, the other crazy. day, uh, I, no, I got go to see me. this this uh, video way before it went like uber viral. And I just remember laughing and going, this is so creative and fun and a great story. And just well, the one thing I love about your TikToks more than anybody else's that I see on Disney, like especially historical content, is the storytelling through it. With not only sounds and visuals, but the the language that's scripted. Um, It's just beautifully done to talk about the dolls. and uh, Yeah, it was great. It's a great, great... I'm so happy. Because, you know, you put so much thought and time and attention into content. And when something doesn't perform to the... You feel good that you got it out into the world, but you wish that it resonated as much as it resonated with you so uh i don't know that one just but the the creative language too i feel because pantaloons is not a normal word
0: i feel like that's a
1: disruptor to hold people's attention too i I thought that was like really creative and and well thought out that's
0: what they're called so that helps
1: (laughs) i know i know i know it's great it's great it's you're not gonna i i have a couple of small world videos coming up uh I made a couple of ad hoc songs when I was on the ride about how they don't cut their hair. And they're pretty good with the girls <laughs> yes. this past week. So I got to put them out. Maybe I'll put one or two out.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I'm super excited for that. It's going well, to
1: create some controversy. I imagine people are going to come after me at some point. But I have to wait until I get my, my uh, Kids Say the Yardest Things shirt before I really rip everyone to pieces on the internet
0: i'm so excited for that i can't even <laughs> tell you well since i know we're going to do castles but since we're in small world can we stay there for a minute and talk about color oh my gosh please okay? please okay. Should,
1: do you need me to pull anything up
0: yeah well if you could find the end scene with all of the all of the dolls from all around the world when we've talk about when we've
1: turned into more chromatic like it's a, yeah. it's less mm-hmm. colors. Okay. Yep.
0: Yeah. So of course, one of the other major color people in the parks is Mary Blair, and if we didn't talk about her on this episode, we might as well pack up and go home because she <laughs> is the brilliant color theorist. Dude, um,
1: I already am theorist. home. Like, where am I supposed <laughs> to go?
0: <laughs> I know, home too. So, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. So she, uh, Mary Blair. If you don't know, she did all kinds of um, concept art for things like Cinderella she did this is some more cinderella um she also did alice in wonderland concept art which i love such iconic concept art and then she did peter pan as well like i like this one with the mermaids this one kick there's a kick <laughs> it's just like that's chilling. Uh,
1: yeah <laughs> there's so many things that are <laughs> sus about that mary blair we can we need to have a chat
0: so she um oh and i think there's this one too this is another peter pan one following the leader um so she did some of the beautiful um backgrounds too for some of those scenes a lot it was a lot of it inspired by her you think of cinderella and like the castle that's kind of in the distance you know all of that really is just mary blair all over so she um paid so much attention to color that was a critical thing and i did make a tiktok recently that was about the colors of the hats of the guards that are there so like the imperial guards in the england uk scene where they're little soldiers she wanted to make the hats red um but Alice Davis was next to her and she's like, I don't think you can do that. I think their hats are black and they're black for a reason. And so they like looked it up. And of course, the reason the hats are black is because it back in water, the battle of Waterloo in 1815, um, the British was fighting Napoleon's army and they defeated them. And Napoleon's army at the time had all these black fur hats that were um, bear, bear fur, and so when they defeated them, they took their hats and they put them on their heads. And that is how you knew they defeated Napoleon. So to make it any other color besides black, which would mean that you don't recognize that they defeated Napoleon in Waterloo. So very important to have their hats be black. So they did. They made them all black. and They didn't make them red. Um, but yeah, so they're... Another thing that they were going to do, and this is the other photo I was going to have you pull up, Kirk, was in the in the final scene. I actually read this recently in an Alice Davis interview. The very final scene in Small World, they were trying to figure out how to how to sum it up. How do we end this ride? How do we make this make sense? And so Mary Blair suggested, like, why don't we do white? The original colors are white, gold and silver. They've kind of adjusted. They've added a little more blue in there over the years, but um that that was supposed to represent the white was purity, the mm-hmm. gold was like precious, like a precious metal, and the silver was a little bit of both, and they were supposed to represent the innocence and beauty of children, united in happiness. So those are what those colors are communicating to us.
1: I mean, I I and, do I do love that how colorful the attraction is. You know, you you just see all these vibrant landscapes, and it's it's really really pretty, and the just the color schemes are so it's energetic, and then at the end, I do like that everyone. First of all, they're all singing, um, together and all like everybody just coming together. It's just a great message, and I think the color scheme for that really harkens.
0: Yeah, And she also knew her use of color is brilliant because if you think of some of the other scenes in there you think of the countries that are like hotter countries closer to the equator they are mm. all like bright reds and oranges and yellows and warm right Anywhere that is cooler is uses a lot more blues um, and whites and like you know the, the cooler color so it's, yeah
1: it's, I mean I just I always think of this exact scene in Mexico. And I just go, mm-hmm. oh, it's so hot. And also that it's cactus hot. is crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just makes you think of uh, being hot like you, the color does, even though it's not hotter in that room. But you naturally kind of go there. And same with um, the one, I don't think, I don't know if you have it in Disney World, but in Disneyland, there, there's a scene that opens up with a, like an, um, someone who's fishing, like ice fishing.
1: Okay. I think. It's yeah, I mean, all those colors Alaska. would be, you
0: know, yeah. It would. It's all white and snow, and very makes you feel cold, even though it's well, I mean, not cold.
1: I mean, think about think about like the rain room. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're using blue, even though there's no physical rain dropping on everything. It it gives you that that element of coolness.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant use of color. I would say. I would say she's, she's one of the imaginators who made the best use of color. I would argue that of, of any of them because they're so iconic and they, they are so evocative of what you should be feeling at the moment. Um, and then the um, colors on the outside, they made like this is, this is what it looks like now, but they did pastel shades of lavender, green, and pink. Um, and then they used um, some blue tones to enhance the 3D look And this was actually the very first attraction for Disney that they ever paid attention to how it would look if it was lit up at night. And so they painted it so that it would look good when it was lit up in the evening. Um, And the, oh, sorry, they had all this gold leaf on it. They used so much gold leaf that they ran out in the whole country, and they had to order more from Germany. So all the gold leaf you see on Small World... Uh, some of it was imported from Germany because they used it all up, which I just love. I, but- I have to
1: admit, I am a huge Small World fan. Everyone always complains about the song and it being like an earworm. and I love the song. I love the concept of it. I love all the different cultures. I love always finding like a n- little nuance that I didn't recognize in a scene because so much is going on. Uh, but this is another one to Disneyland where you win. Yours is so much yeah. better, so much
0: better. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I, that's what I said. You, you, gotta come. I mean, look at this, Kirk. Like, come on now. Like this, I will just stare at this like all day. Look yeah, at it's how just so gorgeous.
1: It it's gorgeous with the. Just, you yeah. get the waterway there too, and then when they do those projection shows Topiers. at night.
0: Mhm. It's so pretty. It's so beautiful. And
1: yeah, then you guys so... get the actual IP, which they said they were gonna plus ours at some point and add the Disney intellectual property based on the um, locations. But when? I don't Who know. Knows. Yeah.
0: When they finish Tron, they'll get right on it.
1: Oh, that's funny. I, <laughs> last time um, I heard that joke, I fell off my dinosaur. <laughs> <It's> terrible.
0: Stop. <laughs> um...
1: Next what MK outfit is small,
0: small world, Katie. Yeah, like I, I gotta make one too. I don't think I have one yet. And um, people say yeah, it's underrated ride because people get tired of the song. And I feel like if we, if people heard the song in its original version, which was meant as a ballad that the Sherman Brothers wrote, and it's like, you know, it's a world of laughter, a world of tears, it's a world of hopes. And a world of fears. And if you just did it really slowly and sweetly, it actually makes me cry. Because I'm like, there's so much that we share. That it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. You know? And if you just sing it slowly, thanks. It's really such a sweet sentiment of we're all in this together. And we have so little of that in our world. And so... I love that ride for that reason. We need more of that.
1: I, it's a great message. Uh, instead, we get the real campy. There's just one moon and one golden sun. And that's why all means friendship everyone. <laughs> Through the mountains are wide and the oceans are wide. It's a small world after all. And I get it. It's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just sped it up. And it's not the yeah. same. I feel like, I wish Disney would release, maybe they could put that in a fireworks show or something. Like the slowed down version of it would be really beautiful in some sort of nighttime. Yeah, they should They
1: should definitely have that version pronounced. Because it, the fact that it's not, um, I think, you know, it, it gets a bad rap for not what it was originally. But I agree, super campy, super campy. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. can I talk about just Fantasyland in general for a second?
0: Yeah. Yep. Please.
1: Okay. So, I, I love looking at anyway. at uh Prince Charming's uh carousel just because I think, you know, fantasy lands, when you think of fantasy land, like what colors do you think of? To me, I always think of very light colors. So, um we're we're going, you know, your light blues, your light purples, your pinks, your yellows, and there's to me like just if you look at the way this is lit these are not real colors like do you know what I mean like you don't find these in the natural yeah. world which is really important um to to bring you into fantasy lands it should look like it is fanciful right and even um just looking from the back ends the way that the castle is lit up here like it looks clearly like this is make-believe this isn't real like you wouldn't Mm. find this in regular life and i want to do a stark contrast to this now this is a little bit it's still color it's a little bit of thematics as well but when i think about color in a place like adventureland how does this tell a different story a lot of greens and a lot of reds and a lot of tans right which, even even the foliage, right? They elect to have it not manicured at all. It's supposed to feel wild and adventurous and explorative. And, you know, like if you go to Tomorrowland, everything is well-groomed. It's nice. It's pristine. Uh, it's, I, I like precise. I think precise is a good word for that. Or like adventure land. It's just, I don't know. I love it. They still use color. But it's, it's much more muted. Like, the, the most you'll get out of the red is this, like, kind of, like, almost um, clayish red, you know? And you get well, that on the top of like, the buildings, too.
0: You get that if this 1939 – I think it's 1939 is when they set the Jungle Cruise. And you get that kind of feeling of this area, of a lot of this, like, sepia-toned kind of old-school African queen vibe, you know? It's very – um, adventure in the 1930s, <laughs> you
1: know? It seems like you're um, about to aboard a little boat and take an adventure down the Congo.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love the, although I have to admit, the last four rides that I've had on the Jungle Cruise, I don't know if they've updated the script, but the script has changed dramatically, and the tempo has changed dramatically.
0: Like, really where.
1: Fast the pace is way too fast. It's aggressively fast. And I don't know whether or not I just...
0: Do you remember that?
1: That was aggressively fast. Um, And then I went on it at least three more times after that. And every single time it was, the energy level was like way up here. And the amount of jokes, to me timing is everything when it comes to jokes. That's why I don't have any timing, because I'm not funny uh so when i think about how, <laughs> i think when i think about the jungle cruise they pace it so nicely it's not fast it's not like crazy quick but the but they the way that they sentence structure the paragraphs that pacing is really it is so it's too fast i don't know if it's if it's going to wow. be the new normal but the last couple times
0: you know they did that um when walt went on it once and they there was I can't remember if it was like one of the first times he went on it and he was they went so fast through it, it was like you're like, well, that was great. I think I saw an animal back there like he was he, I remember the story of Walt. He was like, we have to slow this way down because people want to be able to see all the details we've worked on and that, you know, like the whole point. And so I I wonder yeah it like just to, to increase capacity if they've just revved up the boats made them go a little faster gonna you know faster
1: yeah I but know. like it, I'm but, okay with the boats going faster just do less jokes then just
0: time your jokes just yeah, yeah just, just time it differently
1: and but it's been aggressive like screaming the jokes the entire time oh, it's too much that was so it's bad. Too much. when we
0: were on it i was like what is this like this is not the jungle cruise it's not,
1: not the relaxed. jungle cruise <laughs> i don't know i need to go on the jungle cruise again and get a feel for if it's if it's something i think it might be a directive i don't want it to be a directive but it might be i
0: know well and then i was on the like a couple people are mentioning here i was on the safari in Animal Kingdom on Alive, when you were traveling, and they went so fast through that, it was hilarious. Like we were cracking up because it was so fast. I literally barely saw any animals; they were all a blur. And they would—they're just, just like they kind of maybe slowed down for a half second, maybe, and then they're just like off. And I was like, "This is the fast, fastest safari I've ever been on." There's—I've i have
1: had a couple of those, and usually they—they they are doing that for pacing wise. If you actually are in the first two rows, you can see a timer. And once the timer reaches a certain thing, the um, the LED display turns red. And then it shows you how over you are timing-wise on the sequence you're on. So, But the, the only thing that I would say is if you're running behind and you're a CM, please just don't mash the pedal and let off, mash the pedal, let off, <laughs> mash the pedal and let off. Because this is what the whole entire bus is doing on the Safari. You're just like, okay, all right, I get it. Enough slices!
0: (laughs) Wasn't that they put Marty's Glar in, like, I think it was that, Ryan. They put him in the back seat or something and took him through. And he was holding a cup of coffee, and by the end, all of his coffee had, like, sloshed out. And he was (laughs) like, yeah, I don't want to go on that again. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was that one. And so they put, like, padding on the seats to try to make it not quite so... (laughs) Bumpy. it's
1: jarring it is jarring. it was really funny uh i'll share this one story and then we'll get back to color theory uh becca and i becca Vella and i were on um we were about to get on dinosaur and the cast member uh said to us like oh my gosh the back left is the best spot to sit in dinosaur because it is the bumpiest and fastest part of the ride right i look at becca she looks at me i'm like I hope we get the first row. <laughs> it's a bunch of old people. Like, <laughs> although I did, I did actually ride in what she considered um, the CM considered to be the uh, most adventurous of the seats, and it was the last row, closest to to when you're boarding. And uh, I didn't, I honestly noticed zero difference, zero difference.
0: Well, it's you know, all a tone. big old
1: herky jerky mess. So
0: they, you know. I know you know they they made that ride. It's it's identical in its ride vehicles and patterns to like Indiana Jones in California, but it is way toned down from the Indiana Jones ride, like in terms of how bumpy it is. And that's why kids younger kids can go on Dinosaur, but they can't go on Indiana Jones. So if you want it to be like really bumpy, go on Indiana Jones when next time you're in Disneyland because it's it's more bumpy, wild ride. It's way more bumpy. Oh yeah, why is it
1: more bumpy? Big
0: time. Yeah, well, because I guess they they thought kids would want to go on dinosaur more rather than a Jones look scarier. So they wanted it to be accessible to kids, even though like they have all those warning signs about how scary dinosaur is. So
1: I don't know. I My don't girls know, love yeah. dinosaur. I mean, there's there's not a lot of rides that they can go on collectively. Um, you know, because you really have to be 44 inches to be able to get on to Everest or Flight of Passage. Uh, our oldest now can get on them, but uh, our youngest can't. But dinosaurs like their favorite. They're they're like their daddy though. They like dark rides. I might have convinced um, them of that.
0: Ginge says it's because the Indiana Jones ride has different sequencer. Yeah, so it's like it's. They're the Don't same
1: listen ride to animals, him. He's only sequence. He's, he's got like a he's doctorate. Right he's got a doctorate in dinosaur. Literally, just talk to. Anything. He straight up knows more about dinosaur than anyone on the planet. Like I feel he's like he could way more than me. He could build Dinosaur. I feel like that's a dude who, he went off for two hours straight about the most complex systems. It's unbelievable. He knows everything about that ride. (laughs) I would love to ride that ride with him like excessively just to like learn every nuance.
0: That would be so fun. Mm-hmm. And Katie says they're they're girls the so time they scream and cry and the pics were great. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think I the very first time I rode that ride there's a picture of me and I'm like going like this cuz I thought the dinosaur was going to eat me. So, it's it's pretty scary. I, would, I
1: remember one time I told Mel like do a dinosaur like do like a dinosaur roar um and this is what she did. And I was like, "What is that? Like a <laughs> rabbit? What are what do you doing? Like I was like, ah, you know, like I was like really <laughs> Aggressively claws, and she was like, oh, "That's not it's a dinosaur. Like
0: a T. Rex or something. Like dinosaur. What kind like, of dinosaur, how dinosaur is that?
1: I don't know what that is.
0: It's so dainty. Yeah, I it's, love like it. a, it's
1: like a, a doribsoar. A dors- Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, I love Mel even more now. That's so fabulous.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: gosh. <laughs> um. So you, well, you touched on one of the things I was going to talk about, which is colors of the different lands and how, you know, mm. you already said Adventureland, Frontierland, same kind of thing. It's mostly browns and tans and the feeling of the Old West, sagebrush, sage well, colors. Doesn't
1: it kind of feel, really doesn't of it feel dusty? Like to me, because of the colors, yeah. like dusty and goldy, uh, it's like just not dirty, but you, you feel like there's been uh, sandstorms like all the time through here.
0: Look up the Disneyland one. I don't think I have a photo pulled up, but the Disneyland one is even more because they have these like pockets of um, cacti and uh, kind of sage brushy plants and uh, dirt that's actually there and rocks. It feels very much I'd say more old west than the Disney World version.
1: I stink because I don't know what I'm looking for because I haven't been to Disneyland. Well, that's the stockade.
0: So that's the that's the entrance.
1: I mean, here's some cacti. Yeah, I, I
0: don't know if I can pull it up. But I should have got a photo. Sorry, guys. How about this? It's,
1: yeah, What's kind of appearance? outside of,
0: um, yeah, yeah, there. That's what I'm thinking of. So you see, there's like, there's the, like, I think it's a pine. And then there's a whole bunch of the kind of sage brushy kind of plants and cacti and things. So it, it's definitely got that old, old west feel. Kind of muted red colors, not nothing bright. There's like hardly any bright colors except for the Gordon. golden horseshoe has red and yellow and like gold accents on it. Um,
1: Our Pecos bills uh, has a little bit of washed out blue. That's clearly sun yeah. bleached.
0: Yeah. So it's a but definitely all sun bleached. Yeah. Colors that are more muted in Frontierland and then um, in. Um, Disneyland would then have, um, Critter Country is all kind of natural colors. So, um, you know, greens and browns and things like that. Um, and Tomorrowland has, uh, no color. It's like grays and whites and purple, I think is what we think of Tomorrowland, but it's not. It's blue.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it's more, uh, yep. It's more blue, gray, steel, white It's supposed to be that precision, metallic, metal. And it's kind of interesting because if you look, the color doesn't happen until nighttime. That's when Tomorrowland is like the most vibrant area in the park. It's, I think, the best well-lit area of the park, too, in Magic Kingdom. Otherwise, Magic Kingdom is completely desolate of light. Um, But all these are like super futuristic colors.
0: It's opposite in Disneyland. It's like very dark there because that those places where you have light in those photos, it's just those giant murals that covered up the Mary Blair murals. So it's just dark. There's, there's not much light at all. I, I think it's the darkest. Oh, the land. old
1: school Tomorrowland. I love this yeah. one so much more, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they made it all nice. Now and we clean. have
1: this. Oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs>
0: I'm very excited. Well, and then we, of course, when we went into the utilidors, there was purple, was what represented Tomorrowland underneath. Yeah,
1: which is kind yeah. of interesting to me. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the Tomorrowland uh symbol actually, that gear has purple on it. Um, and then yeah, of course, the purple and ear, wall,
0: those ears, the ears they you make know. also, I think, have purple on them. The newer, well, ones. I
1: think, I think it's a space color, is that kind of purple, right? You know,
0: yeah. Well,
1: and, and if you guys Sharon don't know what we're said, talking like, about with the purple to be wall, like
0: a cup holder? <laughs> Sharon's like, "What's it supposed to be like a cup holder like for the new Tomorrowland sign?"
1: <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, it is. You can oh, you gosh. can fit the purple wall milkshake in that cup holder if you want.
0: Perfect.
1: Yeah, if you want to, yeah, the
0: if purple you
1: wall, I guess practice being an influencer. Take your pictures in front of the purple wall.
0: They have the same can influence <laughs> yeah they,
1: they do really yeah if you don't do. lift one foot up you're not doing it right <laughs> i've noticed it's, uh, it's a common theme here is that
0: lift up if you are not foot.
1: a flamingo okay. if you are not a flamingo you're doing it wrong <laughs>
0: oh goodness notice I'm gonna be a better people, model. So we're not making fun of any of those people. Just the.
1: No, 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 no. It's just I'm just recognizing <laughs> that I'm not a good model or anything. I just, I don't. No, I always, I always stand it, like, like, like a goon. I'm like.
0: Oh, hitting things.
1: The best <laughs> I have is the is the one hand in the pocket. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the
1: best like nice. model pose I have.
0: No, I'm terrible at modeling. I always do kind of just something, something with my skirt. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm not a trained model person. I'm not.
1: (laughs) I think that's actually what they call themselves. Uh, Hi. Uh, If you noticed, line one on my resume is I am a trained model person. Oh, okay. Lovely.
0: (laughs) Clearly, I don't have a career in that anytime soon. Oh, my gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, so another one. I, I don't. I only have a couple more things because I know we got a whole other topic to move on to. Sorry, my world's falling apart. Um, <laughs> hold on. Technical difficulties.
1: Well, Literally it seems like falling. Kate could have used one of those Tomorrowland cup holders because <laughs> I don't know what fell, but it clearly was everything. <laughs>
0: my goodness. Okay. Um, no, we're fine. Everything's fine. Fine. I'm fine. Um, I was going to talk about just slightly the use of color in, um, Animal Kingdom because it's really significant where, (laughs) um, you think of like the really, really super bright colors of Safari. This is obviously a uh, flame tree barbecue, but it's the same in Safari village. There's a whole bunch of really super bright colors. And that was actually a specific direction that they gave the Imagineers when they were, their art direction was don't make it any colors that are like found in nature, like a lot, you know, like don't make it natural colors, make them very mm-hmm. bright. So they made them very bright and they said animals and like, not just natural color. So they did. So Safari Village is um, just kind of like nowhere. It doesn't have a a background narrative other than animals. So the use is very, very bright colors in Safari Village. But then if you think that is supposed to supply a contrast to all of the other places, besides Land, which we don't talk about anyway, is the, um, you think of all of the muted colors and the crumbling facades and the faded out everything um, that is the different lands like Harambe Village and um, Anon, um, what's the name of the place? Well, I'm blanking. But um, yeah, so... <laughs> So, the use of color is very, very specific in Animal Kingdom. They did that on purpose to make um, make Safari Village is kind of just like a, cl- a palette cleanser, if you will, from all of the other places with no color. So,
1: I'd like that. to take us out of this world for a minute. May I?
0: Okay, go for it.
1: Let's talk about two very uh, galactic style locations that I feel mirror one another quite a bit. And we're talking about Space 220 and the Halcyon. Halcyon is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, and the Halcyon is our, uh, it's a restaurant in Epcot that supposedly takes you 220 miles up above Epcot in a space elevator. And if you look at the color schemes here, the color is mainly coming from the walls and what you're actually seeing outside of the viewports. It is a lot of that muted deep purple or deep blue, grays, stainless, and white LEDs. That is a very commonplace theme for what they view space to look like. Uh, And then the lobby of the Halcyon, I think even more so. The only difference, and I just noticed it now, that's... uh, Tyrerian purple, right there, all over. What, like on the on all, all, every single one of these benches, is that that deep, deep like burgundy. This is super oh, yeah. oversaturated, but yeah, that's that's snail dye right there, kids, for royalty and gold. <laughs> if you think about it's it, that's right, only
0: people that can afford it.
1: Hey, hey. I, it took it took it took me 18 months to uh save up the extra scratch, but it worked. it worked. totally worth it. And just go with people. That's the big thing. Go with go with people. Yeah. Don't go by yourself. Cuz then you can amortize the room. Especially if you if you can somehow get four adults in one room together, uh you can get there relatively affordably. Put it this way, you can get there if you have four adults staying in a room, the whole halcyon will cost you one night stay at the Grand Floridian to put things in perspective. And you'll go like,
0: oh, that's not that's not that bad. What do you well, pay okay. rack rate at the Grand Floridian.
1: All right. Easy there. Okay. You know, rack rate. <laughs> what are you, like a travel agent? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I only do like. The
1: rack rate. Anyway.
0: I only do, like, DVC points. I can't afford that otherwise. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so yeah. I don't
1: even have DVC points. I'd have to rent them somehow and learn I rent process. them. I
0: don't have them. I rent them.
1: <laughs> I would have to do that.
0: It's worth it. It's fun to do. Well, not for you because you live there. It's not worth it. I'm trying to find a vintage photo of Epcot because if we're in space, this is where... I don't think I have a great one. So another use of color that um uh, i really John miss Hinch, the halcyon so, he...
1: it's so good i'm stuck in pictures. i have to get out of these it was the greatest it was the greatest experience i've ever had as a star wars fan and i am desperately wanting to go back to try new storylines and try out a new character done that's all i'm gonna say is it's amazing i don't care what anybody says it's worth the price all right done
0: um I don't think I have a photo of it, but I was trying to show the Epcot Plaza. One of the best uh, uses of color is something we actually never got for very long in Epcot. I don't have a great photo of the entrance from what it was, but you think of like the entrance plaza, they do have some trees and stuff there now, but um, they had originally planned to have some, um, I'm going to say it wrong, uh, jacaranda trees. I might okay. probably say yeah. that really awfully. No, funny. no, no, no. But they no, were.
1: It's actually funny because that's an indigenous tree uh, to Florida, and I know that because there's a street, Jackaronda Trail, that's not that far away.
0: Yeah. Well, and they so they have them planted in Disneyland, and they're actually all over LA. So every time you go, I want to say it's in May, you'll see these beautiful purple trees blooming just everywhere, I gotcha. and they're gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, that's what it, the trees look like. And that is what they planned to have in the entrance plaza of Epcot. And they, they did. They planted them. They planted them everywhere. And then they had a gigantic freeze that happened in 1983. So that's like, you know, right after 1982 is when it opened. 1983, they had a huge freeze. It killed off all of the trees. And I believe they did not have the budget to replant them. So we were mm. supposed to have. You think of like when you walk into Epcot. I always think it's so ugly when I walk in. Like I love seeing Spaceship Earth and stuff. It's better now that they kind of refurbed it with all of the prisms and stuff and like the lighting. But the actual like place where you walk in Epcot's very like barren and stark. But it wasn't planned to be that way. It was planned to have these like beautiful trees and color and but shade. Now, and but
1: now we get um they do have, they are they called tabula trees. These ones or yeah, yeah, yeah. tabuya so trees.
0: So they have those now, but for a long time they mm-hmm. didn't have them, I believe. there was no Well, you know,
1: more. as you called it, so, uh, it's ugly going Epcot. So, yeah, there we go. This just in, famous <laughs> TikToker talks about pantaloons <laughs> and how ugly Epcot is.
0: There's some beautiful places in Epcot, so don't twist my words. I just meant, like, the very place where you walk in.
1: <laughs> is horrible, according to this. Some guests, unhappy with... <laughs> How disgusting! Just kidding. Paraphrasing.
0: Well, it makes me sad that we didn't get what it was originally designed to be, which was yeah. covered in these really beautiful purple trees. Which actually, one of my favorite parts of Disneyland when I go is seeing the purple trees bloom but, in May. They're just gorgeous. But
1: Kate, you're telling me these walls don't do it for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is getting yeah, to they the are great point. Walls. This is getting to the point where like enough is enough. There was, there was, um, with the girls, we had to, it's not easy with Genie plus now with fast pass, you could modify your times so that you could be efficiently in certain areas at certain times. But now with lightning lanes, you're here, you're there, you're there because you want to stack times relatively close so that like, it doesn't really matter about geographic efficiency. It's about time efficiency. But you're you're forced to just zigzag across the park, and it is very frustrating with that center section right now.
0: Yeah, uh, Jin says the Great Wall of Disney. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Those walls mm-hmm. are everywhere, and they're it's dreadful to walk. around. Yeah, and it's been forever. It, be. it feels like forever since they've been up. Oh gosh, yeah, Epcot without walls would be great. I'm sad they got rid of the fountain too because that was so iconic. Fountain
1: was great too. Fountain was great. Yeah, I haven't um, taken the um, tomorrow. Have... We'll be taking the Epcot monorail from Magic Kingdom, which is easily the best monorail ride, hands down, because you actually get to monorail within Epcot, and that is such a cool way to see the park, And uh, but an even cooler way because I get to see beyond the walls and see how the Moana construction is going in the center of that.
0: Yeah, hopefully faster than John, just say.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Um, I have one last little... What? No,
1: that's all you got is like, oh, you, Tron's not done. Wait until D23 happens and done? they'll announce that Tron is opening before the end of the year. Because I feel like they've recognized that it's a laughing stock. Even though it doesn't make sense to actually push it, the way that they are, like, I feel like the ride system is actually pretty dialed in at this point because they've been testing ride vehicles for the last month and a half. Like, every time I'm in Tomorrowland, I, it's now like an eight out of ten probability of seeing a Tron cycle go through. Um they have a lot of cement work to do, but as we saw from our earlier pictures, that's the last thing that happens is gonna be the the ground. So that's a you gotta look at everything else. How's everything else? How are all the structures built? Um and I do have another thing before we finish colors as well. So I got one go, too. Go, to go, go to yours. Go to yours no you can go
0: no mine mine's really fast mine's um just a simple um the heck i just lost my photo so there is um of course the mosaics that are in the cinderella castle in disney world and you walk through them and it tells the story of cinderella well um just a very small color thing um there is Anastasia and Drizella and this is actually kind of true of the Cinderella movie as well as what they the clothes they wear but if you look at their faces we have um, Anastasia is red with anger and Drizella is green with envy so the use of color for them that's also true in the movie they wear like pink and green and it's to represent their strong emotions as well so just kind of more well, of a fun little
1: another, I believe back. it's a Shakespearean quote too that comes from uh colors and green with envy is uh Oh man, what was Beware of the Green Eyed Monster? Is that Shakespeare? Is I that don't know from? if it's
0: Shakespeare, but I yeah. I don't know. It could be Shakespeare. But I definitely um Jealousy and love these the... colours. Oh it's theory. yeah.
1: It's um It's in Othello. Iago is envious of Othello and warns him of the green-eyed monster, meaning the jealousy that threatens to eat at him and drive him mad if he allows it to do so. (laughs) Ha ha. See, you guys thought I was dumb.
0: (laughs) You're not dumb. Okay, what else you got? I think that's my um, last oh. little. We could go on all day about color, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I want to do just one more because this actually kind of created like somewhat of controversy, controversy, and still we haven't fully changed over. So I'm not really sure what the heck is going on. And that is for us driving folks, uh, or if you're taking the buses, you'll notice that these signs, the signs are a big part of the experience of traveling on property, or as we would call the Disney bubble. And they don't have like normal signs, like green and white signs or regular ones. No, instead, they are purple, red, and yellow. And the reason for that is uh, back in 1989, Deborah Sussman, who was a graphic designer, was reached out by the Disney Development Company uh, to design a sign that was unique in spirit clean, easy to follow, and capable of being expanded. So it had to be something very, very simple. But Deborah thought, okay, let's make something that's royal and regal. So that's why we use crushed snail purple. And the bottom is supposed to be like Mickey's pants. So when you look at this, it's like, even though it's not black, the concept is that you're looking at mickey mouse so like a deconstructed mickey mouse color scheme and you notice that even more in the disney sign small i don't know if that's even going to be we'll pick it up
0: like the new Purple. ones
1: no i don't i don't want to pull up the new ones yet i want to pull up the ones that are on these ones To even hammer home this uh this Mickey concept, there are ones that are smaller that do have Mickey ears on them, but yeah yeah now now we're getting these weird blue and yellow, and you wonder why people are so at odds I mean it's dramatically different and i I would love to know the logic between the color scheme and the changeover because i I feel like they were so iconic, particularly with the uh the purple but
0: I think it was. I, if I had to guess, it's largely the branding thing because, like, you think of like all their new signage that they put up. their the you know the one that you see when you go into the properties. It's all as blues and yellows. So I think it was to make it a more cohesive feel with their new new branding of all That's of those signs f- and y- updated a little bit because it looked very nineties. Not that I don't love those signs, so don't come at me. Like I love those signs too, but I didn't grow up with them necessarily. Like I did. Like so, when I go there, I'm like, wow, this is very. This I have, they haven't touched this since the 90s. Is kind of how the vibe I get from that. So, so I like, would, I so thought it was just to modernize it.
1: This is our refreshment corner bulb, maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: For some people. I'm sorry. That's okay. I get it,
0: a hundred percent. And I like, I'm not like, we should change it for sure. Like, but I can see why they someone might think that they need it updated
1: well ch- change is always always tough i mean i think about our castle and how much it's significantly changed over the years and my goodness when they started repainting it for the 50th people were like burn it it's not our castle mm-hmm. and i'm like bro relax you don't even know what it's gonna look like yet like just like let it happen yeah. which by the way i think that's also really cool and we could talk about color uh is how many bricks are on Cinderella Castle, Boop. and that's all done with color. So I think that's so cool that they, you know, colored all the all the bricks to make it look awesome.
0: Well, they, yeah, and I think that both both castles have gotten like dramatic makeovers over the years. Like Disneyland, I think it was fiftieth. I know it got a big one. It got some extra things for its sixtieth, but it it definitely used to be way more muted than this. They got a lot of gold accents as well. They both just kind of like trust them up over the years. They used to be a little more story tale colors and now they're a little bit more vibrant. Um, I love that there was a quote that's by um, Jeff Curdy, who's another Disney historian. He says, um, results of John. um, So he said, "Okay, let me get this right. He talks about storybook realism, which is an essence of genuineness and authenticity that is more utopian, more romanticized than the actual environments could ever be. And that's what Disney aims for, is this storybook realism. So it's not that it's so far removed from reality that we wouldn't be able to recognize it, but it's just like a heightened reality where it's like a utopian, like this is how we wish they could be. So... I just love that quote. Yeah. We're talking about color. I think it's
1: apropos to, um, to how probably a lot of folks feel about the way the parks look. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe be, I don't know. You know what? I think the beauty of the way that color is used and color psychology is used, it evokes emotion that most people don't really recognize of why it's evoking emotion. You just know that when you walk on Main Street or you walk into Fantasyland, or these different locations you have a feeling it's not a logical thing but there is an emotive response and i think that's that's the gorgeous part about it you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent agree yep. yeah and we also you have to add in nostalgia you know like mm-hmm. not only is it beautiful like let's imagine we're the we're walking into it for the very first time it's just like it's <laughs> just gorgeous you know the way it looks but we also have all those layers of nostalgia from years and years of what it meant for us to see the castle to see our favorite rides to see that you know and so that's why that's why these signs mean so much to everyone you know that it's like um, it's like this was this was meant something to us this symbolized something and that's what these colors do right they -hmm. symbolize something for us and um, that's why they're you know and Disney did mean that To a large extent, they chose these colors for a reason because they evoke emotions in us.
1: Robbie mentioned, too, the the season changes or the color changes uh, and how that's so impactful for the holidays. Like right now, we have pumpkins on Main Street, so people are freaking out. They're like, spooky season is upon us. Let's go. (laughs) And actually, I think when we show up at Magic Kingdom tomorrow, I believe that we're in full all out. Mickey's not so scary because I, I think they're already starting them this week. I think it's one of the first parties, so they've got to so, be ready. So
0: early. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready.
1: It's <laughs> the, norm. It's uh, the norm.
0: it's funny. No, but you're right. the The parts when they decorate them for the holidays, it becomes a whole different thing. When they use, you know, for spooky season, they've got those oranges and yellows, and you know, like the I think of the buntings that they hang on Main Street and. It's so, um, definitely sets you in the the mood for that holiday and like, oh, this is something special.
1: Oh yeah. I'm trying to see if, so. what are the dates for this? When does it start? Starts August 12th. So yeah, I mean like we're, we're so close.
0: It's here. Yeah.
1: It's here. Also, well, as fun as fact. As far as color... f- sorry. One one just like okay. quick hack. One just quick hack. If you don't feel like spending money on um going to the Halloween party, but you want to still enjoy the fireworks, you can still watch them at the Contemporary. I did that for um Very Merry Christmas Party because it's outrageously expensive. It's like two hundred and twenty dollars a ticket, it's banana pants, like that's it's uncomfortably expensive. And uh so I was like, I'm just gonna watch the show. The show was so beautiful though. Um, And they used one of my favorite Christmas songs ever is from a holiday special with um, Anna, Elsa, and Olaf, where Olaf's trying to, like, find what their holiday tradition is, and the tradition ended up just being Olaf, and it's a beautiful song. I forget what the song is, but it's on Disney+. Plus. It's a great, like, little but it's it's gorgeous and i just remember like getting so upset like watching it like not upset in like a like just heartfelt i was like this is such a good i'm like crying alone on the contemporary deck at like midnight (laughs) like this is normal (laughs) i love this song it was great
0: i love that that's a great tip too especially because some of those parties just are really out of reach like i don't even think elliot and i are going to one because i was like we for the two of us like we don't need to spend money for this
1: well that's that's the beauty of it right is like if all the parks are closed you got nothing else to do they're not doing the fireworks until later you can actually go watch the shows from the contemporary or from the poly beach or from wherever but contemporary will actually get you a shot at seeing into the parks a little bit more so yeah
0: yeah um, well, that's, that's about all I have on the color side of things. I know that we have some more discussing to do. do I know. Well,
1: else? well, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. We've, t- we've already talked for almost two hours. I feel like we need a break <laughs> and do another night because like I, okay. I would love to do. So just to let everybody know, <clears throat> these are all non sequitur uh, episodes that we're doing to fill in. Uh, for Kate again uh, is going away and having an awesome family vacay, so our normal Fridays will get disrupted. Uh, so we wanted to have some backlog of episodes. However, uh, so we did color theory. I want to give my all for Sightlines, and right now there's no way I'm giving it my all because we just <laughs> I just decompressed half my brain, and it was awesome. But like I think we need to pick another night and do like another off night one if that's cool with you
0: i missed half of what you said because you froze <laughs> what
1: i kate i i would kate I does it sound good <laughs> no i was yeah. saying uh let's just pick another night and do a uh another off one off and we'll do sight lines yeah. we could even do sight like lines in the parks if you want on wednesday i don't know if you have time um... wednesday
0: no, Wednesday's not a good day for me. But we'll All work right. it. We'll out. pick another we'll day.
1: Out. We'll pick another day.
0: Yeah, but this this was really fun though to have a little bonus episode. And so I'm not gonna lie. On
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This uh, that like sl- it's not a delay. It's like a slight delay, which like gets us. But it's like a walkie-talkie, right? Like, wait, what? Over. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I have to say like over. No, you go. You go, and then I'll go.
0: <laughs> I don't remember what I was gonna say. So go ahead. <laughs>
1: Uh, What I was going to say is uh, I am, as much as I don't like leaving the Haunted Mansion, it was really brilliant tonight doing color. Like, it's just because there's so much about the parks that we love that it's really cool to, like, I don't know, just explore different elements. And, And this is such, like, a crazy one that's different. And it's all encompassing because it's everywhere. And it's, to me, it's almost yeah. becomes wallpaper, the color schemes, because you're, you're just expecting certain things to look certain ways, but you're not thinking about the planning behind it. So if anything, the next time you're in the parks, or the next time you're watching a live of mine, or Kate's, or whoever's, like, just take a moment to look at the colors and notice as we're flowing through the parks. I think it's you know, I'll geek out and nerd out on it a little bit more tomorrow. I'll point some things out, but magic kingdom and Epcot, I believe are tomorrow. So, yep. That's
0: great. Yeah. I think it's, I think everything that we do here at Distory, I think is really important for people to just uh, take some extra time in the parks and really think about, you know, where things came from or what, what the intention was behind why it's designed. It's really a way for us to honor those who created all of these things um, in the parks and, um highlight some of the imagineers and the people that that designed them and made it possible and um so yeah i I think this is honestly my favorite fridays are usually my very favorite day of the week because we get to just discuss these kind of nerdy things but also things that people can just take with them to the parks and not only give some fun facts to whoever they're traveling with but also just know for themselves like this is this is what this meant this is why they put this here this is this crazy random object here actually is there for a very specific reason and someone they put it there is just like hoping maybe someday someone might know you know um so Mm -hmm. i love um doing distory with all of you guys and especially you kirk um taking the time out to do this and thank you for being accommodating of my crazy travel schedule um and doing a little extra work this week because of it.
1: I appreciate that. Dude, I'm all, but... I'm all for it. I uh, I got to sit down and culminate a bunch of fun new topics, which made me read more books uh, because like Haunted Mansion stuff, there's a lot that we already know, and then we can uncover a couple of things. But like color, I don't know everything. So it's like fun for me to deep dive into topics that I'm not as familiar with. You know? it It makes me feel... <laughs> like when i was studying history in college and i would go into rare books collections and like i felt like i was actually doing real history like that's how i feel with this show is like real history cuz we're not just we're we're doing twofold we're we're there are things that are physical and tangible when we're in parks which is amazing and then there's also the research element of things as well so i i just love it it's great yeah it's it's
0: so I think it's a special time. And I, th- I always think too about some of my favorite Disney historians are getting older and they might not be around forever. So, you know, we get to be that next generation to um, keep carrying on these stories of these Imagineers and some of the hidden history so that it doesn't get lost forever. I think that's really important. Yeah.
1: This history is bussing kids. No cap. It's lit. <laughs> see I'll make it like more fresh and relevant for all the kids <laughs> yeah, no but I'm it's true gonna, we need nope. to uh <laughs> pass the armscons uh torch uh you know we'll 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 carry it for <laughs> it's like more like this like I know it's, <laughs> it's like, like bent curled really. like this <laughs> yeah it's like cur-
0: I can like have I can have this Kirk help me.
1: <laughs> oh, look at him! Look at him! Oh, by the I way, got my new one. Uh,
0: came. Yes.
1: Oh, that's awesome! That's and they didn't charge you, yeah. right? They just like gave it to you.
0: No, they gave it to me. Disney's script. That's like so that. sweet. I was that's like, sweet. Broke. Yeah.
1: Um, if you haven't seen Hallmark, Lowe's, and the spirit of Halloween stores have lots of uh, Haunted Mansion stuff. So this is just an aside, but lots of decor. Um, even some of the concave busts are in Spirit of Halloween. So if you want to what? recreate the library, you uh, can go and do it.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm trying to, planning on doing my, like, powder room in Haunted Mansion. Elliot finally said yes. It's been, like eight years <laughs> he finally said yes <laughs> so i'm like yes i can do it in all my free you time
1: sh- you should make it. it so when you turn on the lights the mirror it becomes a changing portrait so like you're like doing your makeup and then it's like shows medusa's head real quick and then turns back and I'm like, <laughs> what was that
0: my guests would never come back they'd be done they'd be like no not all spirit <clears> stores <throat> carry them get it online oh thanks for that i see that <clears throat> <laughs> oh gosh okay well I um, you and I will connect about when to do our perspective. Yeah. so heads up that's coming this week as we'll do a little bonus uh, disc story talking all about perspectives and sight lines in the parks yeah. and um, then on Friday we'll be back for more Haunted Mansion talk uh, specifically Memento Mori and some of the outside of the mansion exit things that we didn't cover already so
1: nothing says history like a gift shop. Just to me.
0: <laughs> it has a lot of history, though. Like It has a ton,
1: and it's awesome. You were like, dude, there's not that much. This is what Kate says to me. There's not that much, bro. Like We shouldn't even bother. That's no, what she says to Disney me in Land- messages. And- <laughs> Just kidding. Disneyland
0: doesn't, doesn't have a lot of gift shop yeah. things. Not Florida. Mm-hmm. Disneyland has its own thing, so well Yeah, it'll be we're fine. good. It'll be we're great. good. We have plenty. We have plenty. <laughs> There's Are y'all. Well, you all well?
1: Yeah, 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 something. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again, Kate. I like, of course, I always learn more than I feel I contribute, and I love this show for that. uh And thank you to everybody for just joining randomly because we didn't announce this. We just popped on. Uh, originally, we we're gonna do this as like a Zoom call, and I was like, who cares? Let's just do it as a live, and everybody will figure it out, or or they won't, and it'll be fine. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for everybody yeah. hanging out. It was fun. Yes.
0: Thanks. Love you all too. This was so great. And yeah. We'll see you soon. Yeah.
1: All right. Adios. See you guys.